cold potatoes and a part of a strawberry shortcake. In a drawer in the kitchen cabinet, he found a knife and fork and some spoons. From a common sense viewpoint, the performance was idiotic. Having broken into an inhabited house in the dead of night, rifled the silver drawer and deposited the loot on the windowsill, I, for one, would not be guilty of the artistic crime of tacking on an anticlimax. By returning to the kitchen to rob the refrigerator, and grossly stuff myself. But Bill Farden was an old and experienced hand, thoroughly versed in the best burglar tradition. Also, perhaps, he was hungry. He ate as one who respects food, but has no time for formalities. He had finished the meat and vegetables and was beginning on the shortcake, when all of a sudden he sprang noiselessly from his chair to the electric button on the wall. A tiny click and the room was in darkness. He crouched low against the wall while the footsteps that had startled him from above became louder as they began to descend the back stairs. There might still be a chance to make the door into the dining room, but he decided against it. Scarcely breathing, he pulled himself together and waited. The footsteps became louder still, they halted, and he heard a hand fumbling at the knob of the stairway door. The noise of the opening door followed. Bill's mind was working like lightning. Probably someone had been awake and seen the light from a slit through the window shade. Man or woman? He would soon know. The footsteps sounded on the floor advancing, and his eyes, accustomed to the darkness, caught a dim outline. Noiselessly, his hand sought the side pocket of his coat and fumbled there. The figure approached. It was now quite close, so close that all Bill had to do was rise swiftly to his feet and close his fingers in their vice-like grip. A curious, penetrating odor filled the air, and a sputtering, muffled cry came from the intruder. A short, sharp struggle, and the form sank limply to the floor. Kneeling down, Bill pressed the damp sponge a little longer against the nostrils and mouth until the body had quite relaxed, then returned the sponge to the pocket that held the chloroform tube. He switched on the light and surveyed his prostrate anesthetized victim. It was a powerful-looking woman in a blue flannel nightgown, feet large and red, face coarse in feature and of contour Scandinavian, probably the cook. Bill wasted little thought on her. The point was that his blood was up now. He had had the taste of danger and his eyes gleamed. He shot a glance at the open stairway door. A moment later his shoes were off, strung from his belt by their laces, and he was on his way up, silently, warily. The eleventh step creaked a little, and he stopped short. Two minutes, and no sound. He went on to the top of the stairs and halted there, standing a while, to listen before risking his electric flash. Its rays showed him a long, wide hall with two doors on one side and three on the other, all closed. So he moved noiselessly onto the farther end, the front of the house, listened a moment at the crack of a door, and then cautiously turned the knob and entered, leaving the door open behind him. His ear told him instantly that he was not alone. The room was occupied. He heard someone breathing. His nerves were drawn tight now, his whole body alert and quivering with the pleasurable excitement of it, like a thoroughbred at the barrier. A faint reflection of light from the street lamp came in through the window just enough to make out the dim forms of furniture and the vague, lumpy outline under the covers on the bed. He heard a watch ticking. 
It became less audible when he moved swiftly to the dressing table and transferred the timepiece to his own pocket. He turned as by instinct toward the door of the closet, but halted sharply halfway across the room. There was something queer about the breathing. He listened tensely. Most irregular. Surely not the respiration of a sleeper. And he was an expert on the subject. Suspicious, to say the least. Like a flash, he was at the bedside, and his sharp gaze detected a shuddering movement all over the form that lay there under the sheets. His hand flew to the side pocket of his coat. Then he remembered that the chloroform tube was empty. In a fit of rashness, he pressed the button of his pocket flash, and there on the pillow in the center of the bright electric ray that shot forth, he saw the face of a man with mouth wide open and eyes staring in abject terror, a man wide awake and petrified with fear. Bill had seen such countenances before, and experience had taught him to waste no time in...